Hey everyone, welcome back to CD Spills the Tea, uh, episode six. Appreciate everyone tuning back in. Um, yes, you heard six is right, episode five. I really just got ahead of myself last week. Um, Emma, TJ, and I realized that it is our 10-year high school reunion, um, and we kind of just started talking about that, and we're like, oh my god, it's already been 10 years, so I just had some fun with it, honestly. Um, I recorded a whole episode about dumb high school shit that I did, all the things that I got in trouble with, um, getting arrested, doing stupid shit. So if you ever want to hear about um, my high school legacy, just kidding, uh, go ahead and listen to episode five. Of course, there's nothing pop culture related. It was literally me just babbling um, about dumb stuff that we were doing. One caveat with that is that uh, after Emma and I got arrested, we had to do 25 hours of community service at the Goodwill. Um, we'll never live that down. We'll probably never step foot in there again. We had to hang up the really gross clothes that came in these big trash bags and listen to SNM by Rihanna on repeat for a lot of hours. Um, we'll never forget that or the everything black rack. So just caveat to the high school episode. Um, just a little update about me. Not really, but Ham's back in town. Not for long, but he's been here. Um, it's been really fun to have our roommate back and, you know, get back in the swing of things. Also, it's March. It's a beautiful day out here in Denver. Um, we have some good forecasts for the next, like, week or so, and I'm so excited about the sun in March and just that in general. I feel like March is always, like, such an exciting, nostalgic time. Um, it always reminds me of just, like, spring and the beginning of a good chapter, right? The snow is going to hopefully subside soon um, and we're going to have the flowers blooming, the trees are going to come back to life, the grass, everything. I Spring to me is like a, a really lovely chapter in the, in the year. Um, also, Daylight Savings is actually going to be on um, March 14th, so that's in about two weeks. When I was growing up, my dad always called Daylight Savings the happiest day of the year and I always kind of looked at him cockeyed. Nope, I get it now. As an adult, that will absolutely be the happiest day of the year because we're getting more sun. It's going to be lighter later. Um, it's tough when you're, you know, sitting in front of the screens all day and you look outside and you're like, oh, look, there's the sunset and now it's dark. It's just not good for anyone. So real stoked about the daylight savings change. So I figured I'd give a little outline of, uh, what we're going to run through today, just in case none of it is interesting to you. I don't blame you, but felt like I haven't been doing that. So we're going to do a little sports news. Um, then we have some pop culture, of course, and then we'll go into Golden Globes after that. And then a little Bravo, Kardashian, Bachelor, what you need to know about them all. So let's jump right into sports. We only have a little bit today. Um, maybe that's because we're kind of in the, not lull season, but right, NFL just stopped. Baseball hasn't fully ramped up yet. March Madness hasn't fully ramped up yet. Of course, there's plenty of college basketball going on. But um, last week, I told you that J.J. Watt was a free agent. Um, he left the Texans, and now he is on the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are one of those teams that I honestly just kind of forget exist. I hate the Cardinals, the baseball team, um, the St. Louis team, just because they always play the Dodgers. But Arizona Cardinal football, always in one year, out the other. Sorry about that. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is having toe surgery. He injured it. I think it was the game prior to the actual Super Bowl or maybe two games before that. Um, but now that his wife or fiance, again, they are not fully married yet. Now that Brittany had the baby, he is getting toe surgery with hopes that he will be back and ready for the next season. Um, one of the most exciting things we, I just found out yesterday, the Colorado Rockies baseball team, of course, um, they're allowing 25% of their fans inside of the stadium. That is the best news. They haven't been to a baseball game in obviously over a year. 
Um, him and I used to live within like 10 minute walking distance of the stadium. So we would always just grab tickets and go, um, you know, after work on a weekend, whatever. But that hasn't been the case. So the fact that 25% of the fans are allowed in the stadium, hell yeah, sunshine, beer, baseball, like what else can we ask for? So that is super, super exciting for us. Definitely going to be, um, you know, jumping on, jumping on those tickets. With that being said, um, one of the most important days of the year, aside from daylight savings, is Dodgers opening day. That's going to be April 1st this year. So if you are a Dodger fan or you're going to become a Dodger fan after listening to me for however many weeks, uh, get your blue out, order your hat, get your get your gear on. Um, April 1st is our opening day. So uh, that's really all I got for sports, except for a cool little segue. Um, of course, I told you that Aaron Rodgers was engaged to Shailene Woodley. She was on Jimmy Fallon this past week and she confirmed the engagement. Um, she was like pretty nonchalant about it. She was like, yeah, like we've been engaged happened a while ago. Like the media is just finding out about it. And it was like, oh, okay. So you're being super cash. Um, she said that she does live in Green Bay. Um, because she met Aaron right before the season started. She also said she had no idea that he was like that big of a deal. She was like, yeah, I knew he was like a football player and like in the NFL, but I didn't know like that much more. Um, Jimmy asked if she's ever been to a game. She was like, no, of course I haven't been to a game. It's COVID. And it's like, Shailene, like there's a box, like what? There's options. You could get to a game. Like your, your fiance is one of the number one quarterbacks. Like what the hell? So that just, you know, threw me off. Of course, like what if you can get to a game, like you're obviously just not choosing to or whatever. Um, she was told to go and watch a bunch of his old highlights, his old highlight reel. And she like kind of laughed about that because she was like, why would I watch his old highlight reel? Um, she also claims that he is a huge nerd who just likes Jeopardy. Um, she says that that's what they sit around and do instead of watching football and whatnot. So apparently there's more Jeopardy lovers out there, Emma. Okay, next. Um, this story I absolutely love. Uh, President, former President Obama um, did an interview with Bruce Springsteen. It's all over the news. I know they're doing like some Spotify situation, which brings me to if you haven't checked out Obama's Spotify playlist, go follow him, go check it out. He has a lot of really, really great music. Um, kind of an iconic interview that Bruce Springsteen was doing with Obama. Um, my main takeaway from that is that Obama um, said he was playing basketball with a friend in grade school. Obviously, many moons ago. Um, they were playing, they were shooting the shit. Apparently Obama was winning in the basketball game and the friend yelled a racial slur. Obama shot the ball again and he continued to make the racial slur. So naturally what he do, he clocked him. Um, Barack literally punched this guy in the face, which is so legendary. No, that's not advocating for hurting other people. It's just like, that's an epic story that's coming out now. Um, I would love to, you know, interview that kid that got punched by Barack Obama in, you know, the early whenevers. So thought that was really great. Um, other funny things, Martha Stewart was on the cover of Harper's Bazaar. Um, I think it's the March edition, if not April. Um, she was asked to host SNL back in 2004, just weeks after she got released from jail. And she was so flattered, of course, by the you know invitation, but her probation officer wouldn't let her. She was like, what? I'm out. Like, I can do this. And they refused. Um, the article goes on to say that here we are, you know, 20 something years later and she's pissed. She was like, that would look really fucking good on my resume. Um, and she's upset that she never got to host, which leads me to the story of SNL. Um, rumor has it that they're having a hard time booking talent. They're kind of in a lull, um, right? They had Reggie Jean the other week with the, he did the whole Bridgerton thing, which was cute. Of course, the best skit was the whole Olivia Rodrigo driver's license thing. And then this past weekend they had Joe Jonas. He 
Joe Jonas, Nick Jonas. Fuck, honestly, I don't even remember which one it is. I think it's Nick because he's going solo. I don't know. I'm sounding this out as I'm talking, obviously. Um, He was on this past weekend and he also hosted and sang. So he was both the musical talent and the host, um, which kind of proves my point of SML's in a lull, but holler at Martha Stewart. I'm sure she's still ready to ready to jump on and host. So just thought that was uh, a funny little story. Martha Stewart is hilarious. Also random, but you know my love for E! News and just the E! Network in general. Um, Jason Kennedy officially steps down. Not that we've seen him in like ages. It's really like the new face of Justin Sylvester, Morgan Stewart, obviously the best. Um, But he put a statement out the other day, or maybe it was the night of the Golden Globes, um, saying that he's stepping down. He had a great experience, yada, yada, yada. Um, Not a huge loss to E! Because again, we have really great talent. But with that being said, let's segue into the Golden Globes red carpet. Um, yeah, the carpet's more important than the awards, in my personal opinion. And yes, I sat there for um, an absurdly long time watching a lot of garbage red carpet talk. A lot of it was virtual, right? The um, awards were hosted by Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Tina Fey was actually in New York and Amy Poehler was in L.A. Um, there was an actual red carpet in L.A. for those really just presenters that wanted to physically attend. Most of it was virtual. Um, I don't think there was a red carpet in New York, and if there was, I stand corrected. So um, first up, we had Margot Robbie looking stunning, as always. Like, does that girl ever have a bad look? Um, She showed up in a black and white floral Chanel dress. Um, It honestly kind of looked like something that was like, hey, have we seen this on you before? But um, it had big shoulder cutouts. If you know me, I despise shoulder cutouts. I just don't think they're appropriate at any cost, Um, except for she was the exception. I'm going to just go ahead and say that. There were these big shoulder cutouts. She had a nice um, Chanel-like little band belt around her waist that kind of tied it all together. Um, However, I do have a little beef because she wore a purse on the red carpet. She has like a black and uh, it's like silver um, and black chain Chanel bag. Don't get me wrong. I get that it's a Chanel and I get that she's in head-to-toe Chanel. But like since when do we wear purses to the red carpet? Maybe that's a thing now that COVID is there and you don't have like, you know, staff and all your people around you to like carry your shit and whatnot. But I just thought like, why are we wearing a purse? Um, if you can look hard enough and you can find the pictures, they obviously made her take it off for a few on that. What is it called? Like the step in, step and shoot, um, red carpet situation where they're like, Hey, Margo, Margo over here, over here, like take your purse off. It looks so bad. Why are you wearing that? Right. Okay. So then we had Angela Bassett. Um, she, oh my gosh, the most stunning woman. She's aging so well. She was in a deep purple Dolce & Gabbana dress. Um, when I say deep purple, it's not burgundy it's more like plum almost um it was kind of a one shoulder it had feathers that lined the entire one shoulder and then it had a really sexy high slit that also had feathers um that of course matched and lined the slit it was an iconic look she had this long braid she presented she was flawless she looked like the queen in black panther in which she plays then we had Amanda Seyfried. Um, she's like so random. She always just like pops up. I feel like she's stunning. Um, and of course she had those classic old Hollywood, like brushed out waves that like very soft glam Hollywood look. I feel like that's just Amanda Seyfried staple. Um, she was in a peachy rose color Oscar de la Renta dress. Um, it was strapless and it had a bunch of matching like kind of flowers that lined the entire bust, the strapless in the front and the back. Um, again, kind of like Angela Bassett's just with a lined texture, very sleek, very flawless. The dress fit her like a glove. And she's she's that good old old Hollywood beauty, I feel like, even though she's like totally young. And I love her in Dear John and in Mean Girls for that matter. 
Okay, so then we had Sarah Paulson. Um, she was wearing an off-the-shoulder black Prada dress. The Prada dress, I'm pretty sure, was fresh off the runway. Um, it had some embroidery, like a flower print on the dress. And then, of course, because it was a Prada, um, it had that, like, Prada's this year or this season is doing that whole, like, utility-style look. Um, and it had, like, a utility belt wrapped around with the classic, like, um, Superman-looking Prada logo on the dress. And then she had a purple cast on. And the cast to match the Prada dress, I have to assume it was a Prada um, Prada cast because it was, like, coined. It looked like that book, The Rainbow Fish, or, like, a coin purse that you would want to just, like, run your arm up and down. I'm literally petting myself as I'm talking about that. Um, thought the purple cast was interesting. But she looked great. Um, very 50s, in my opinion. But then we had Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, of course, she, you know, was the headline of the night. She was wearing La Roche. She also won for Best Actress in Queen's Gambit. Obviously, well-deserved. If you haven't watched that, go ahead and do it. Um, this dress by La Roche was this, like, deep V emerald green perfectly hugging her body with a long train um she has that like icy blonde hair with the side part that like kind of covers your face and the half up or the like you know when half your hair is like sitting on your shoulder half the hair is behind it looked so great um the dress had a matching jacket with it in this like textured emerald green situation it had these like big kimono sleeves that she kind of wore like off her arms just draping she didn't actually put the jacket on she looked flawless again she won and then queen's gambit actually won for like best limited series or, or something like that um speaking of winners we also had dan levy in a chartreuse um valentino couture monochromatic suit it is stunning. I think I put the picture on my Instagram. Um, he's like sitting on a stool and he's just like, oh, me in the chartreuse little suit. The turtleneck underneath is like chartreuse um, sequin. So it gives it a little bit of texture. And then he has these like really fabulous silver shoes on also. Um, great, great look for him. And then of course, Shit's Creek won and he accepted for, I think it must've been comedy show or comedy limited series or, you know, something of that sort. If you haven't watched Shit's Creek, it's really worth it. It took me a while to get into it, but Ham and I really binged the shit out of it and are sad that it's done. Um, in other kind of bright color news, we had Jamie Lou Curtis. She, first of all, love her. She's an icon in itself. Um, she came up onto the stage as a presenter in this bright yellow Alex Perry dress, long sleeve, deep, deep V. I said to him, hold the amount of boob tape she has on. She looked major. It was such a great look on her. She's like one of those people that just like rocks that short salt and pepper looks so well. Um, great dress and props to her for having that much boob tape. So then the next, of course, um, we got to talk about Jason Sudeikis. I know everyone's talking about it. I know everyone's like, oh my God, he's making the memes. He's viral, whatever. Cody, this is for you. Jason Sudeikis um, accepted an award. Not going to lie. I don't even know what he accepted it for. Um, he's wearing a tie-dye hoodie. First of all, he accepts at his house, right? He has a mustache and he looks blazed out of his mind. Takes one to no one. His eyes are, you know, as hazy as can be. Like PR team, like at least get this guy some eye drops. Like rule number one, right? Um, so he's blazed out of his mind and he's accepting this award. And he's kind of like, I, I don't even want to accept this award. Like for getting best actor, like it's really about being like the best with the people that you're surrounding. He just like went on this whole tangent about how he like doesn't want to accept this award, but he also does. Um, and basically the tie-dye hoodie is the most viral thing, right? Um, he basically came out, people were like, why are you wearing that tie-dye hoodie? Like, is that product placement? And he was like, it actually says forward. Um, it's my sister's 
fitness company in New York City. And I'm a family man. I want to do some uh, shameless promotion for my family. So of course, I'm going to rep her, right? Loved that. Um, if anyone else wants me to do some shameless promotion, you got any swag, send it my way. I'd be glad to wear to wear your brand blazed out of my mind, accepting an award. Um, his outfit, honestly, though, kind of sparked a debate. Um, when I say debate, you know, between me and him watching this. Of course, I'm like, if I'm getting an award for anything, if I'm not nominated for anything, I want a stylist, hair, makeup, everyone's coming over. I'm wearing jewels. I'm sitting in stilettos, right? I'm getting a full gown, the full effect. He was like, if I'm accepting an award at my house, I'm going to be sitting there in a hoodie, sweats, you know, repping his favorite sports team. He was like, why would you get dressed up? And, you know, I see his point. You don't have to get dressed up. I, I see this as like, is this a new standard? You know, there were all those things about like, is this new standard for men versus women? Um, because Jason, of course, is in his hoodie. And you have all these other women like Kaylee Cuoco, who didn't win, but she was sitting there. Actually, she might have won, but I didn't pay attention. Um, anyway, we were having the debate. What would you wear in this situation? A gown, obviously, but I understand that other people don't. So with that being said, um, Chloe Chow, she won for Best Director of Nomadland. Um, she is the first Asian American to win a director role. Um, she also is the second female to ever win Best Director for this category ever. So she was making history. Um, she also accepted the award wearing braids and just like a army green t-shirt chilling in her kitchen, which was like so humbling and was like, wow, Best Director is just like chilling in her kitchen just like the rest of us. Um, but again, back to what you're wearing, it's all about its personal preference. Um, I'd be interested to see if if any of you guys would dress up versus just chill out. But um, more awards. Jason Bateman, he accepted an award um, with his two daughters. It was like this really cute setup. While we were watching him accept, Ham actually said to me, he was like, wow, that's such a sick background. It was like him in this chair and he had this like glass like lit um, kind of panels and shelving behind him, like, and I'm saying like legit, like it looked like a Hall of Fame kind of background, almost like those type of lights with the tchotchkes like on display and whatnot. And him was like, oh my God, that looks so sick. Like check out his house. Well, turns out he was actually at Jennifer Aniston's house or Jenny Ann as Dumas says. Um, Jennifer posted a few pictures of her getting Jason ready basically. Um, he came over to her house and he sat up in her office and accepted the award there, which was just so freaking sweet. Who knew that they like were still such good friends or had a friendship? And then of course that led me to have to Google all the movies they were in together, Horrible Bosses, The Breakup, Office Christmas Party, and The Switch. So they definitely had, you know, their fair share of working together. I just like really that was an unexpected friendship that I'm really here for. And I love that Jennifer was just like, yeah, Jason, let's just like come over and accept the word at my house. Like I have a cute setup. Like let's just do it. Like how fun, right? I want a friend like Jennifer Aniston to like come over and be like, let's just do it here. Blah blah blah. Okay. So moving on. Um more winners real quick. Uh the crown, they won a lot. They they really swept. Um they won for Best Actor and Best Actress. I obviously don't watch The Crown. You know that that isn't something in my realm of things. However, the actress they won for um, Best Actress, obviously, she played Princess Diana. And seeing the clips made me be like, wow, she did a killer Diana impression. And now I'm wondering if I should just go start this season. Do I have to go back? Does anyone know? Can you let me know if I have to like restart or whatnot? But she did a great Diana impression. And I'm here for all of the looks and the fashion. Um, I mentioned that Shit's Creek won for their best comedy. Um, Borat 
2, the movie, won two awards back-to-back. Sasha Baron Conan accepted both of those awards. Um, and Ham was, like, you know, freaking out, of course. He was like, you would have never seen this movie if it wasn't for me. And I was like, you are 1,000% right. But now that they won a Golden Globe, I'm okay that I saw it. Okay, so um, the only, like, real mess-up that happened at the Golden Globes, um, and when I say a mess-up, I just mean, like, hilarious thing. Tracy Morgan was pronouncing the winner um, of the animated movie Soul. And all of a sudden, he goes, and the winner is Sal. And, you know, he knew that he fucked it up. He pronounced it wrong. That's something I would do with Sal, Soul. So, Tracy, I feel you. It's okay. Okay, so that's the recap of the Golden Globes. Um, quickly on the Bravo news, and then we'll hit Kardashians and Bachelor. Um, Housewives All-Stars is a go. Um, they finally confirmed that the rumors of taking ladies from each season and putting them um, in a house somewhere tropical is a go. They're going to probably start selecting the women shortly and then figuring out where they're going to film. I'm here for it. I can't wait. This is like kind of a real world slash summer house situation, which sounds great. Um, Housewives of Miami is actually getting picked back up. They're going to do a reboot of it. That's official. Um, Larsa Pippen, she was on the original few you know, the original season of Miami. Um, apparently, she's already had an invite to come back. It'll be interesting to see if she takes that invite and goes back to the Housewives. Um, on that note, I would really love to see Isabella Groupman um, join Miami. Like, she's Dave Groupman's wife. She's in the scene. She's literally surrounded by every celeb you could ever think of when they go to Miami. Like, if we're going to do a Miami reboot, like, let's zhuzh it up and let's get some people like her in there. So that's just my two cents. Um, Salt Lake City ended last week. Again, if you haven't started watching Salt Lake, you have plenty of time to go ahead and catch up. It's on the Bravo app or Hulu. Um, they all got their contracts renewed and they're all beginning season two filming. Um, if they haven't already, it's like about to start. So that's Bravo. Um, quick Kardashian news. Of course, we are on the countdown until the last slash newest season. It's going to be on March 18th. That's a Thursday. I have beef with the E! Network. If, you, if you're a longtime Kardashian fan, you know their slogan was, if you if it's Sunday, you know you're watching E! That was like the best slogan ever because like Sundays I would unwind with my E! Kardashians. Like, can't they do us a favor and move it back to Sundays for this last season? Like, why are we wasting Thursday nights? But whatever, that's just my own personal beef. Um, Amelia was, Amelia and Scott were still pictured together this past weekend. She posted a pic of them um, with her new boob job and like this, that like really like, you know, sad emoji with the teary eye kind of thing. Um, and of course the comments were off the rails. The picture went viral. Everyone's like, what in the actual hell? There's a 19 year age difference. She recently commented, everyone needs to chill. And it's like, hey, how about you chill on your huge age difference with your boyfriend? Do you really actually like him? Um, she's getting a lot of flack because she has been looking very Kardashian-y lately. Um, got a new makeup team, got new hair extensions. Like, did she get the Kybella surgery? Um, the lips, everything about her looks like a 180 from where she was like a few months ago, pre-Scott Disick. So, um, also every day Kim is posting sexier and sexier pictures. She's just like making it so well known that she is, um, single and sexy and ready to mingle and get her old brand back and it's working. Okay. So Bachelor, um, I don't really even know where to begin except for I'm going to just put an unpopular opinion out there and I can't believe I'm going to say this. It would probably be in ABC's best interest to cancel the franchise, right? Like, nothing great is happening for them. Um, every day we're waking up to a new controversy. Every day someone's apologizing. Every day someone is saying something so incredibly wrong and hurtful and out of whack, right? This is weeks. I feel like since I started this podcast, every week there's been some stupid Bachelor drama, um, 
that that just getting so out of hand. And I get that social media is the huge proponent of that, but maybe they just cancel the franchise and move on, right? Like stop where you were ahead. We probably shouldn't have had Matt's season. We should have ended on Tasha's because she's the all hail the queen. Um, but so Emmanuel Acho um, is now taking over for Chris Harrison for after the final rose. Um, Emmanuel was Rachel Lindsay's suggestion. She actually came out and said, I think he would be a, a great a great person for this. He was a formal, former NFL player. Um, and now he has a book called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man that he has been kind of touring with and, and opening up the conversation. So that's going to be really interesting to see Rachel Kirkconnell and Matt James obviously have that conversation with him. More questions on After the Final Rose is like, is Matt going to address um, Bray and Michelle now that Matt's single? Will he ask them for a second chance? Is anyone going to confess any feelings? Like really just waiting for what's going to happen on After the Final Rose. Um, back to Rachel Lindsay for a second. She had to deactivate her Instagram because she was getting so much hate after the Chris Harrison, um, interview, which is just absolutely fucking absurd. No one should have to deactivate their Instagram. If you're sitting behind your computer trolling people and just leaving comments, like go fuck yourself, reevaluate your life. You should not be trolling people on their Instagram. Come on. Like they're humans too. I just can't even repeat that enough. Um, so Rachel Lindsay deactivated her Instagram and last night ABC finally released a statement defending her. Um, they knew they had to defend her because she's defending the franchise for so long, right? Um, if they ever want a chance at her coming back at all, which I think the chances are slim to none now, they had to go ahead and do that. So last night we had the women tell all. It was the biggest waste of time of all time. Honestly, if there was something else on TV, I would have watched that, but there wasn't. So I subjected myself to two hours of torture. Um, mainly they showed us three dates that never, never aired, right? The whole season we saw was all drama. And then we saw like clips of three dates that never were shown. My moral of the story is fuck producers. Why would you give us drama instead of these dates? Yeah. The dates like weren't that cool. It was like touching weird shit, like drinking raw eggs, like stuff that I wouldn't necessarily want to see. But like, that's the whole point is like dating Matt, not the drama in the house. Um, again, maybe they should cancel their franchise. This is getting so out of hand. Um, want to give a shout out to, you know, my girls, like as if they're going to listen and know this or see this ever, but Abigail, Katie and Serena P, I thought they carried themselves so well. Um, they did great. They didn't bring other women down. Um, also want to just add that I hate these women of this season. They're all mean girls. There was nothing good. The whole, they're all so immature. Um, and it really, really hurts me that these mean girls, these shitty women are going to be the people that are vying for Tasha's boys in paradise, right? Speaking of Tasha's boys, they had a really, really, really cute reunion that happened this past weekend. Um, you know, Joe, Brendan, Zach, Riley, um, Kenny, fuck all, you know, all the people that we don't even remember their names. And Dale was there, of course, too. They looked like they were having so much fun. Um, someone posted Dale giving a speech and the speech was like, I'm just so glad I have brothers that understand everything I've been through. Like, this is such a special thing that only us know. And it's like, bruh, you were there for like two weeks and then you bailed. So like, what's this special connection? Cause the rest of them like actually met Tisha and like had a completely different journey. So yes, that's my beef with Dale. Um, so yeah, Bachelor was just dumb. I just, I, I don't even know. Um, yes, I saw and have seen and are continuing to see all of the tweets that Taylor Mocha, um, you know, tweeted back in the early 2010s and the horrific apology that she released. It's just, I, I just don't have any words. The franchise is an actual dumpster fire. It's on fire. Last night's Women Tell All was so bad. Um, I, you know, I'm going to finish out the season, obviously, because I'm a diehard 
Um, but then after that, we need, it's going to be interesting. Will we get a bachelorette announcement and after the final rose? Will they take some time? Will they realize maybe they should stop? That's where we're at. So um, bachelor's done, really. And tonight we have Temptation Island. Um, I got ham on Temptation Island when I was at his house in Newport a few weeks ago. Um, it's an incredible show. Of course, my swivel team, they were all watching it. Um, this season's as juicier than ever, let me tell you. Uh, the couples are hilarious. These people are so off their rockers. They have no idea what's about to hit them. Um, and it's going to be a great season. So I appreciate you tuning in to episode six. Again, hit me up, you guys. Let me know what you want to hear. What are we watching? What are we listening to? The Grammys are our next award show. Um, of course, we'll cover all of that and hope that Dua Lipa sweeps. But let me know what you guys are, are watching, into, listening to, etc. Um, appreciate you making it this far. And thanks for tuning in to the Sadie Spills the Tea.